Hello, hello everyone and welcome to Inject It Podcast where we are injecting positive vibes in all of our lives. Hi everyone. Hi everyone, make sure you leave us a five-star review on Spotify <laughs> and Apple Podcasts. I use the hashtag Inject It Podcast on Twitter. And when I say leave a review and leave a, leave yep, yep. a um, you know, just review us, yeah? Because <laughs> a lot of you listen just and you're not reviewing. give us reviews, give us stars and just you know tell us how amazing we are please and you know and leave comments you know on spotify ask, it even has a whole section on spotify where you can be like what do you think about this podcast what do you like about this episode so tell us what you like please because we want to see it <laughs> but yeah um but also do like you know I, we're not trying to bully you though guys so we are yeah, discretion take, take that Okay, we are bullying you. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, hi everyone. I'm Alexandra, and I'm Diana. Welcome. Yeah, I remember to introduce ourselves this week. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how is everybody doing this week? I'm good. Feeling good. Um, yeah, just good. 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 How are you? Yeah, I'm good as well. I'm buzzing. Um, yeah, guys, so this morning, it's actually really funny. So I'm just going to tell my story right now. Okay, this morning, uh, what day? It is Monday, the 6th of February. And I was like on my way into the office being like, oh my gosh, the general release of the Beyonce tickets are out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to get tickets. And basically, guys, because um, I was very much on going to see Beyonce in Amsterdam. So I literally was just like, I do not want tickets in London. I don't want to go in London. <laughs> do not force me to go in London. I do not want to go in London. I want to go in Amsterdam. I want to have more places to be traveling to. I want a reason to be in Amsterdam. And imagine like my first time going to Amsterdam, you know, being because I'm going to go, it's my first time I'm going to be seeing mm. Beyonce. Do you know what I mean? Two so I things, was kind of like, yeah. look, and especially apparently she she was my top artist. She was my top artist on my Spotify raps, you know? So mm-hmm. like, come on, clearly, clearly I'm a, I'm a Beyonce stan, clearly, apparently. That's You're what Spotify hiver. told me. Yeah, I'm a high vol, guys, if you didn't know. So yeah, I was literally like, mm, no, I want to go in Amsterdam. Anyway, so today my friend was just like she had got access to another pre-sell link and then mm. she was and I was just like do they have do they have the Amsterdam do they have the Amsterdam you know links on there as well and then she was like oh here's the link for Amsterdam that has all the dates on there and you can just choose where you want to get the tickets and I was just like okay let's do this and literally guys there was no queue I just went in bought my four tickets dipped and got out mm-hmm. and there's no regrets no regrets guys no I'm regrets really happy. I'm, so, I'm just like yeah I'm well happy as well. I feel like I achieved something today and you know guys I was in the I was even in the office I was there on my laptop got my cards out <laughs> I was just on my laptop just being like yep yep putting this in guys you know like I was there was so much hype like I almost bought parking <laughs> like 
because I didn't know what it said. I almost bought four four bits, four lots of parking as well because I was I didn't know what it said because it was in Dutch. And then I was just like, but what is this? What am I adding? What am I adding on? So li- and then literally like I went and just I had to I was trying to quickly copy and paste it because you know there's a timer. So yeah. I was like quickly trying to copy copy and paste to get the Google Translate, and then it was just like parking. No, I don't need parking. I, what I don't need no parking. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, but yeah, but then I got the ticket, so I was successful. I mean, we spent a bit of money, but not too much money. So it's like money where it's oh. just like, you know what? Actually, it's reasonable for me to be spending this on mm-hmm. you know Beyonce, you know, yeah. and guys, I could be standing at the front. I could be standing at the front. I'm so mm. jealous. Yeah. You're gonna so, have the best time. I feel like it's worth it. I went oh, to see no. Beyonce have this time. Yeah. about like five or six years ago. Oh, so good. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that's why I was feel like it? I wasn't desperate to get tickets this time because I was like, I'll let the others have a mm-hmm. chance. I get it. I've seen her once already. Look, <laughs> but I get it. It was the prices you, as well. <laughs> you know, yeah, I get it. But like people like you, you guys are lovely people because the thing is you got people mm-hmm. who... They're just so greedy and they'll buy up all the tickets and they'll buy up all the tickets in all the different countries as well. And it's like, mate, look, I know you're a super fan, but please, can you let other people have a go? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Can you let other people have yeah. a turn? Like, but it's, um, it's gross. Who even has the money yeah. to be doing that? Like every ticket is like £200. <sighs> Like I'm sorry, I do not need to be paying Beyonce that much. Like, no. no. Like me, one person, be giving all my money to Beyonce. I don't think so. Like, I've got places I want to travel to. We're basically mm. we're basically paying for her to travel around the world. No, I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I've got places to travel to. <laughs> and but yeah, it's just nice having got something that I can look forward to. Like you know, this is like mm-hmm. some more plans for the summer. You know, so like, yeah, I'm just, that's what I just like. I just like that I've got something to look forward to. I'm excited. Um, yeah, and and as well, like, cause I, I feel as well, I'm glad that this is the tour I'm seeing because mm-hmm. like there was a time when, you know, when um, Beyonce and Jay-Z were touring together mm-hmm. um, that time. That's like, what I went to see. I remember like, Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. I remember my friend being like, "Oh, let's try and get tickets." Let's go. Like, and she was trying to get tickets late, and I was kind of like, "Look, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it enough to be trying to get tickets and paying lo- more money for mm-hmm. it." When one, I do not want to be seeing Jay Z, and two, I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not that sold on this album. Like, you know that 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 album didn't really speak to me at all. Like I just wasn't really into it. So I was kind of like, mm, I don't. I think I'm gonna have to pass. And then Beyonce came out last year and brought out an album that I actually really like, and mm-hmm. you know that I keep listening to so much that she came, to, she became my top artist somehow. Yeah, so, like yeah. not gonna lie, seeing Jay Z, it was like, yeah, cool. But everyone. <laughs> hardly anyone sang along to the Jay-Z songs where he was just singing on his own it wasn't until like Bonnie and Clyde everyone was like hey like this is what we wanted and Deja Vu (laughs) like oh gosh Jay-Z on his own that was Beyonce's tour then and I think Jay-Z knows Jay-Z knows that it's Beyonce's tour yeah he does he he knows that because the thing is like 
Literally, because if he wanted to bring out music, he would bring out music solo. But he's just like, he's not about it right anymore. Like, yeah. he knows that that was his wife's tour. He just wanted to tour one more time. So he did an album with her. And he knows that the people who are like diehard Jay-Z fans, mm-hmm. they weren't coming. They weren't going to that. They no, weren't fighting with no. the Beehive to try and get tickets, really. Like, not going to lie. Like, is there you know, many diehard Jay-Z fans in the UK? I don't know. I think... I don't know so anyone who likes Jay Z that much. I feel like they're. I feel like they're the older millennials, and I don't mm. think they'll be going to concerts. I feel like they. I don't think they'll be <laughs> paying money to go and see Jay Z. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they'll be paying money to go and see Jay Z. Literally, like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Like, I was having this debate with someone at work as well. I was like, I don't know anyone who is and Black Girls Living have been talking about this mm. as well I don't know anyone who's on the same level as Beyonce I don't think no. oh, I don't yeah, think there I is anyone who is on the same level there's not yeah there isn't and something Jazz said as well that it's like yeah maybe I can entertain a conversation around Michael Jackson and Beyonce which one is yes, better yeah is I it. can entertain that conversation but I can't entertain any other conversation like anyone like anyone at all no there's no there one. Isn't. Literally, agreed. There's no one. Mm. And because, and the thing is, I'm sorry, but Michael Jackson is dead. So, like, I'm sorry, Beyonce <laughs> is the. Thank you. Beyonce is the best artist in, in the world. Like, that's just it. And you could argue as like, well that Beyonce, being a woman, she's had to work harder than Michael Jackson as a man. Exactly. So, exactly. Mm, tea. That there. Yeah. That right so. there. So uh, yeah, there is there is no one nobody even comes close to Beyonce's level. And I can't and I I don't know if anybody no. ever will. Like I can't imagine it. I actually can't. And with these days anyway, our kind of our patience at her mm. our, just our general yeah. um like concentration has gone down like because of TikTok and cause, like I think our concentration exactly. is like seven seconds like most humans these days and it's like if it, you've really got to do something outrageous to get people's attention and you see all the famous people now they're doing outrageous things but there's no longevity like they do one big thing one big hit yeah. and then they're gone like there's there's not really many staple people that have the yeah. full package and the likability and aren't like criminals and getting exactly. like arrested and stuff like there, there's not really enough <laughs> exactly. there's not really enough people like that <laughs> I, f- I feel like as well like it's so true everything you're saying is so true I, but I feel like as well in this day and age they can't there can't be the fact that Beyonce started at 15 obviously mm. but she was in the 90s like the late 90s early 2000s in Destiny's Child and has been able to kind of go through the trends in that way and then she's kept mm. up with trends somehow do you know what I mean like yeah yeah somehow she's kept up with the trends some and like she's done and the thing is is that like and that's why so someone was trying to argue with me that sh- that they didn't think beyonce's music was was timeless i'm like but beyonce's music is timeless that's not because an i'm sorry this woman it's not an argument like you failed by just opening your mouth right now <laughs> like <laughs> just, beyonce's music and like and this is me talking and i would not call myself 
like part of the beehive. Mm. I would not say I'm a Beyonce <laughs> stan. I don't go I don't go out learning the dances or anything, you know. Even when single ladies came out, I didn't go and learn the dance. That like, this is mm. the thing. This is who you're this is who is speaking right now. So like Beyonce going from Destiny's Child having iconic songs from Destiny's Child to then going to her solo career, you know, iconic songs, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like from and iconic collaborations. Do you know what I mean? Like Sean Paul, mm. you know, just like, you know, these are the songs that come into my head. Yeah, then as Usher. well, like so the song, Me, Myself and I, I'm sorry, Me, Myself and timeless. I is such a beautiful, timeless, like when she, when she sang that at Homecoming, I was like, oh my gosh, this song, <laughs> this song actually speaks to me. <laughs> It speaks How to me song speak so to me like much. That? I don't think a song speaks to me as much as that because whenever I go through a stupid fucking situationship, that is the song that I'll be listening to at the end. That is always Literally. the final, the final fighter for me for every every that is, situation that I go the, through. That's the one where it's like full stop. Period. That that yeah. <laughs> song it ends. Just, do you know what? Yeah. <laughs> it literally. To like from to me myself and I to to the left to the left everything you're owning the box to the left mm. like I'm sorry like she is iconic her songs don't really get boring some songs iffy Halo but <laughs> most songs are just <laughs> get me bodies but like most literally yeah yeah <laughs> that one <laughs> I mean girl we love you okay we love you. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, but um, like, but then like, but then going to ego, ego. Like, I'm sorry, I love that era. Like, literally, that With that the Kanye was a good West era. collaboration when Kanye you know West I mean? was decent. Like that was yes. a good collab. Oh. Yes, that was like American Boy era. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. So I'm sorry. Anyone who wants to open their mouth and try and tell me that Beyonce's songs are not timeless, I'm sorry. Like, you need to go in the bin with that comment mm. because <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. You're losing the argument as it is. And yeah, yeah, just... Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I just think that these arguments are useless. You can't even... Like, her vocals are perfect. Her dancing is perfect. Her performances, mm-hmm. her music videos, her looks. Perfect. Like there's there's P- literally- Performance. N- yeah, there's no flaws and no one else can compare. So literally. that's, that's yeah. it. Exactly. I was like, actually, I went in my group chat being like, are we going to get mirrored cowboy hats? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how into this I am. <laughs> but yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like iconic. I'm mm-hmm. very excited, guys. I managed to get tickets. And you know what? Good luck to everyone who is trying to get tickets on Tuesday. Um, I know this is coming out on Thursday. So good luck to everyone who's trying to who's trying to get tickets on Tuesday. And good luck to everyone who's gonna try and still get tickets like after mm-hmm. all the sales have gone. So like, you know, you're gonna just buy the secondhand tickets. Good luck. You know, we can all go and see like, yes, let's just keep the faith. I'm, I wanna put good vibes out there to you guys that we are going to have Beyonce tickets. Yes. In the, in mm. the countries that we want to see them and the cities that we want to see them. Like, I, I just want to put that, those good vibes out there. Those pos- that positivity. Mm-hmm. I want to put that out there for all of you because I love you guys, you know. 
Anyway, yeah. on to things anyway, this week. Anyway, sorry. So everyone, it, happy apprenticeship week. As some of you know, I was an apprentice. That's how I kicked off my career or this part of my career. Um, and I just encourage everyone to look at the Gov.uk apprenticeship website and the amazing apprenticeships website. And if, if you want to change in career direction or if you're looking to start your career, apprenticeships, you can start on good salaries these days. You can get so much training. You can get days out of the office, in the office or in like at different sites, whatever you want to kind of focus on. There is so much, there's so much range these days that, you know, I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's really great. It's a good option, alternative to uni. Or you can even Definitely. go to uni and still do an apprenticeship afterwards. You can be forty five and do an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, po- possibilities are endless. So, just encouragement yeah. to everyone. And uh, and as well, like, okay, so what I want to say about apprenticeships, like, I'm sorry, like these uni degrees. If you're not sure about university, and you're not sure if you if you need a degree or if you want that degree, like these these degrees. They actually don't do much except for like mm. have us in debt for how long. They actually, they don't they don't do that much. Like if you can go through the apprenticeship route where you can be working where you can be working, you can be actually gaining real life experience and getting paid. So you can actually get get paid a bit, real life experience, mm. start actually and start actually kind of getting yourself into the world. You know what? That is actually a lot better than than uni degrees like and mm-hmm. this is me talking to someone who went to university who like has a degree but the thing is is that I struggled so much after leaving university mm-hmm. because every job trying to say oh they want three years experience and it's just like mm-hmm. for what like I've been at university for three years you should count that as my experience yeah <laughs> like yeah. literally and all these places wanting three years of experience but for a junior role for an entry level role because that's, that's the salary that they want to pay and like and just being like I remember going to so many interviews I remember I went to mm-hmm. one interview and was told that they thought I was too good so I didn't get the job <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst literally. violation it's like give me a fucking job literally and and <laughs> And even with this, even with this place, yeah. But like the way, cause you know, like sometimes you think that's like a cop out excuse, mm. but no, this place like, cause in the interview, the guy was shocked at my work. Then was like, what did you get? And I was like, oh, I got a two one. And he was like, and he's just, but he's a bit shocked. Mm. And then he's just like, I'm sorry, but like, like we, we employ people who are like two twos. So like, like he was proper like, he was just like, I'm sorry, we, we employ people like, I'm sorry, no one's work is this good when they come and interview. Like, and like the HR woman, woman was like, mate, like you can't just say, you can't say that. But he was yeah. just like, yeah, but come on. Like he was literally like, come on now though. So yeah, guys, um, if you, if you're like unsure, like obviously guys, if you if you want to do the university route, definitely not putting definitely not um saying not to go that down there because mm-hmm. like university is great. The you know, student life, love it. Like and that's that's mm. definitely I would not change my experience for the world because I actually mm-hmm. really enjoyed going to uni. But like the stuff that I that I feel like I took from uni is more of the social side rather than my degree. Mm. Like my degree is fine, but it didn't, it like, I don't feel like it helped me actually get a role because everyone was just Mm -hmm. asking me for experience. Um, So yeah, so guys like, 
apprenticeships definitely don't knock them yeah don't knock them yeah. at all and recommend them to like your younger siblings and children and everyone definitely. else because it's a really great option and it just opens the window for mm-hmm. so many different like career choices for for people so yeah cool um Okay, on to just general news. So <laughs> there's just a lot of shit happening again. So Nadim Zahawi, um, the Tory party chairman, well, the ex-Tory party chairman, he's been sacked now um, for... Um, there's basically been an error with his tax affairs, um, which he's described <laughs> as <error>. careless <laughs> and not deliberate. Uh, but he, um, according to The Guardian, Mr. Zahawi had to pay back tax he owed with a 30% penalty and the total amounts to £4.8 million. So he he didn't pay £4.8 million of tax because of eh, a careless That was error. carelessness. Mm. As in carelessly it stayed in my bank account. Carelessly, carelessly it ended up in the Cayman Islands. Like how, how careless are we talking? Yeah, <laughs> careless like, like I don't want to pay my tax. I honestly don't understand <laughs> how you can use the word careless because it's like first of all you're in you're one of the most powerful individuals in the country when it comes to like the public Mm -hmm. and you know our money and public service money but you're being careless with your own money it doesn't really reflect well on you or your party and again um this word careless I watched a video of like a tax expert talking about this and it's like you can still get um, prosecuted even if you use the words I was careless with my tax affairs because careless mm. means that you've just not really given a shit about what's happened to your taxes. You you haven't yeah. you haven't cared. You haven't cared at all. Whereas like sometimes you can mm-hmm. get past it if if you maybe say that um, look, I've been trying, here's the evidence that I've been trying to file my taxes correctly, but this is like one big slip up. But it's just a bit convenient how 4.8 yeah. million of a slip up, that's not just a, a, a <laughs> few like 100 pounds. 4.8 million is a ridiculous is amount convenient. of money that a lot of people won't see in their lifetime. So yeah, the cheek. Yeah, that is very convenient. Um yeah, it is very cheeky. You, you are right. It's very mm. cheeky. And the same um, guy as well. He yeah, expensed you, money for yeah. um, heating his stables at home. So he expensed that money. Um, <gasps> but I think he got caught trying to do that. So it's like, this guy is a mess. He's a mess. Get him what, out. As in public money? Yes, public money. Like his salary. What? Oh, his his salary. No, so so, so then that's no, MPs. What no, his his MP. So basically, MPs can expense things from like you know if they go so, on a trip, if they have to travel to London yeah. and stuff like that, they can expense things. So, so he, he was tried expensing. To, yes, his he heating. tried to expense the heating for his stables. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> that but that is not a workplace requirement, mate. Like. I don't understand That's where that would have fell under. Requirement. I, I did watch that on a news channel. So, the like, horses, I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Literally, I don't know, but I'm sure you don't um, lend your horses for police for police horses or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, the like fuck? what's the pressures about your horses? <laughs> to to heat your stables, like. Buy some horse blankets, mate. Like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, and oh gosh, this is coming back to me. Like 
you know, because it's like, okay, I'm sure, I'm sure horses do need heating, but like, I'm sorry though, but <laughs> no, but this is true. I've just read it again. So he used taxpayer cash to heat horse stable and said it was a genuine mistake. It's like, bro, how many mistakes? That's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Look, these are not my horses, so I don't care for them. I don't want you. I don't want you using my money that gets taken out of my account and just automatically. I don't want you to use my money to heat to to do put heating for your horses. I want you to put the heating in my house. Honestly, <laughs> keep you. this man away from my taxes. Keep this man away from money. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't even know what look was on my face. <laughs> you just looked so tired. You look exhausted. <laughs> yeah, okay, look, I just, no, enough of him, enough of him, because he's, he's, he can afford electricity, he can afford the heating bills for his horses. So I'm sorry, like mm-hmm. that, you know, like most people can't heat up their houses and that's just, that's just too much for me. So enough of, enough of that guy, like yeah. he can go in the bin. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he can go in the bin. Oh. Um, yeah, the next thing we wanted to talk on. Um, so uh, Nicola Sturgeon, so um, she had for... Um, through Scottish Parliament a gender recognition bill and that was blocked by UK Parliament and why this is important and why like because this this was like a couple of weeks ago but why we just felt like we need to talk on this is because we need to keep an eye on the fact that our government is transphobic because Mm. they have already they have already shown shown their transphobia through when they want to ban conversion therapy for everyone except for the trans community. Why? That doesn't really make sense. Like what what was mm-hmm. that about? Why did you exclude trans people in the ban of conversion therapy? Like mm-hmm. that that is just very weird. So like the fact that now um UK Parliament wants to block um Scottish Parliament from a gender recognition bill which basically um would simplify the system for transgender people to change their to change their gender and also lowers the age of the application to 16. Mm. So this just makes it a bit easier for trans for tra- transgender people to be actually be able to apply to change their gender and also mm-hmm. be able to make that decision at 16 years old to get their gender changed like legally. Mm-hmm. So like what is it like okay and th- this obviously is actually a very progressive and a very yeah a very progressive bill that Nicola mm-hmm. Sturgeon has put in place and the fact that UK Parliament keep wanting to step in and block these things like it just shows another agenda and it's it's mm-hmm. also like just giving a reason for Scotland to be independent I'm sorry like I, I'm really right now I'm for Scotland having their independence because like they are not going to they are not thriving under this UK government do you know what I mean if they can't if they can't they can't do things that actually will help reform the country which is forward thinking you know Mm. and it's just disgusting that the UK government keep blocking these things for them to actually go ahead and do and it's very smelly 
And it's mm. just it's just showing that we like we just need to be aware that our government is is transphobic. Yeah, I think as because well. Like they're just everyone is using trans people as a scapegoat, like or as a distraction. Yes, and it's like. Are, are mm-hmm. we that are we that bored like is there not enough things to be talking about other than like like mm-hmm. I 100% agree we should be talking about reforming these these bills to give trans people rights and all of that but like why, yeah. why is it always a fucking problem like even just now we were talking about exactly. we were trying to find articles about this Nicola Sturgeon stuff and it's just everyone hates Nicola Sturgeon mm-hmm. all of a sudden because she's standing up for trans people. It's yeah. like all of the articles it's are weird. dragging her. Like I can't find a, a neutral article where I can actually read anything about the gender reform just bill. Like literally it's, it's about ridiculous. The, about the bill. Yeah. It is and ridiculous. And it's just weird. It's weird this hatred towards Nicola Sturgeon. Is it because mm-hmm. she is left wing and a woman? Like, is that the reason? Because I'm sorry, like you guys. Okay, I know that everybody hated Margaret Thatcher, but Margaret Thatcher in the Conservative Party seems to be some kind of weird woman that is he- held on a pedestal for some yeah, reason. Like, like everybody, like they're all, yeah, they're all trying to um, kind of replicate um, Thatcherism. Like mm-hmm. that's what I keep hearing in the in in. The government right now which mm-hmm. i mean i'm sorry when margaret thatcher was prime minister i'm sure we had some of the worst one of the worst recessions one of the most yeah. job losses and like and it was just like the worst kind of time for a lot of people that and that's what she's been remembered for so i'm finding mm-hmm. it very weird about like how especially like when liz truss was prime minister that they all keep looking looking up to margaret thatcher you know, yeah, when but we've got Nicola Sturgeon. Yeah. And um, but when we've got people like Nicola Sturgeon who is actually trying to stand up for people who are marginalized and who are minorities, and this is what's happened like it's weird. And I feel like and the reason why we need to keep an eye on this is because this government are happy to be openly transphobic mm. so this just shows if that if this government is transphobic this government most likely is racist mm. this government is most likely homophobic this government is most likely islamophobic which we've seen evidence of this government mm. is most likely anti-semitic as well let's not get it twisted just because they can run a smear campaign on one person about um, one person being anti-semitic does not mean that there is not anti-semitism happening right now in their part in their party yeah because so i've been reading this book as well um hood feminism i think i've mentioned it before but um i've just got to a chapter in it where they're talking about trans rights and like how that's part of like feminism Mm -hmm. obviously or at least like hood feminism um but yeah Yeah. it's interesting because they talk about how all the conversation around trans women and bathrooms and like prisons and stuff like that and like oh there's this scary transgender like rapist that's going around and like attacking cis women which isn't even a thing um and it's so rare it's so so rare um, this how this feeds into rape culture because when we're when we're mm-hmm. as a country banning trans people from you know accessing toilets where they feel safe banning them from going into like a prison setting that will be safe for them because mm-hmm. of pronouns and because mm-hmm. birth certificates don't match up etc it's it that feeds into rape culture because we're not putting their safety first and like they they end up in situations where they're being sexually assaulted they're being harassed and things like that so it's it's it also feeds into like misogyny um and i don't feel like 
yeah people care to like link that enough like people don't really care to yeah. link the fact that transgender rights are women's rights they're not a separate random yes. thing like they're women's rights as well exactly um, yeah, yeah it's just such such an odd time for like this to be the main topic of conversation like whether trans people should be mm-hmm. able to access toilets and like whether they should be able to choose how they want to be um to identify identify as it's just it's just weird when everyone's starving it's like let's give people their rights yes give people their food give people their their jobs give people their house yeah literally we should all just move in to nazim um zawe's um stables clearly yes stable (laughs) literally we might as well just move in there because there's more heat there than there are in most of most people's houses in the UK. And in, in Rishi's swimming like, pool as well. He's got heated swimming pools across across the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he but he didn't use taxpayers' money, did he? You know, so no. Nadim Zwahe, we paid for the heating, so we might as well go there. Yeah, that's my heating. <laughs> like, we might as well go. <laughs> Literally, it's my heating I paid. You used taxpayers' money, so my money has gone towards it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i just feel like um again just just last thing on that like we need to keep our eyes open because the things that the government want to be open about mm. yeah like just think about all the things that they're that they're really trying to cover up you know they're mm. openly being transphobic but what are they covering up so mm. do you know what i mean so like that's why we need to keep an eye on this and that's why we need to be wary of the, of it as well mm-hmm. i agree, um, I agree. yeah um <laughs> yeah um on to the next i had an story. article on this i've got an article on this so um over You've 200 okay. unaccompanied asylum-seeking children remain missing after disappearing from the Home Office commissioned hotels. So it hotels. is 200. 200, yeah. Yeah, so over 4,000. 4, oh, over the past... Okay, um, yeah, go on, carry on, carry on. So Read the, carry over, on with the article. Over 4,000 have been placed in hotels since 2021 with 440 okay. missing episodes during that time so during that time over Mm-mm. 400 have gone missing but I think off, uh, over the last few months I think since since December mm-hmm. 24 have gone missing and we're only at the beginning of February oh wow yeah which is just like how how do children go missing and people aren't talking about it and no shade no shade but I'm really invested and interested in this case of the woman um, in I think Lancaster that's gone missing and she was mm-hmm. on a dog walk and she was on a team's call and she just randomly disappeared into thin air because I think I'm so invested in, in learning about what's happening with that because there's so much coverage like yeah. every second they're doing live updates on all the news channels and it's like so why does this one woman where there's literally no evidence like she there's mm-hmm. no evidence that she was taken there's no evidence there's they have no leads why has this woman got so much attention and other people mm-hmm. haven't like everyone should have the same amount of attention when it comes yeah. to this stuff especially children who can't fend it's, for themselves it is true and what so what is just so just like so devastating about this so basically these children um so these are so many migrant children who have been who have traveled from who have traveled from like various countries and stuff and so basically there's so there's so many children that they have been placed into these hotels for mm-hmm. in in care but the thing is is that the home office don't do not have any care for them 
like this many children have gone missing mm-hmm. and then as well like we so and basically so i was watching a video on navara media where um they were interviewing a social care worker who um kind of like has kind of seen mm. about these cases and basically a lot of these children are being groomed and are actually being trafficked That's and disgusting. basically they are being kidnapped by um by gangs and stuff and a lot of the time these kids are so basically like the the fact that this hotel it is in general social care workers they have been saying to the government warning the government this is not good because they've publicized that the ho- they publicized the hotels they publicized where the hotels oh are so they the home office has basically given these children up to these traffickers basically so the home office has done that okay and the fact that and the way the way the traffickers lure these kids in is by say saying to them about how like so for example stuff like say if they are they are getting on on a boat they're making the journey across the channel they'll say okay it's like 25,000 to get mm. to the to get to the UK obviously these kids mm-hmm. don't have no money then they're like oh it's okay we'll give you a job when you come when you come here okay so they're just like okay we're gonna have jobs they're just saying jobs yeah they're just thinking mm-hmm. okay it's fine to then to then they'll be like very violent a lot of the time abusing mm. a lot of these children and then basically taking them and being like well you need to do anything I say because you owe us this money kind of thing and then a lot of these kids are um are kind of like in houses where they are um actually kind of like growing drugs and stuff like that and it's like very dangerous it's very toxic doing this like all hours of the time they're being abused um and they're being forced to work and do this stuff and then the way the traffickers are keeping these kids there as well is because of how the government the government keep bringing up these bills for example like the rwanda bill they keep Mm. saying oh you're here illegally if the government find you you'll get arrested and sent to rwanda Mm. this is what they're telling the kids and this is what's making the kids compliant so the government are giving are basically given lines to these traffickers to say to these kids to and because and because they you know and it's basically the government are basically aiding this mm. you know and like by having all of these these inhumane policies that they're trying to put in place by just sending people to Rwanda and all of this rubbish because they are coming to the UK by an illegal route when they do not have any legal routes of how they can safely travel to the UK. So what are people meant to do? That like, mm, like we need up. to literally the, the home office have handed these children over to these traffickers. And another thing as well, there, there could be even more children because you get kids who are coming to the coast. They're telling the people that they are 14, 15, 16, and then the people are telling them, no, you're not, you're 22, you're 23. And they're sending them to adult hotels. So there's even more kids who could be going missing because they're not talking about the adult hotels. So like, we just need to be conscious that, and this, this this is happening. And this, all this hatred against, oh, immigrants, 
traveling illegally to our country and trying to steal our jobs like it's actually very hard for that to happen Mm -hmm. and the fact that people are openly making the journey that's very dangerous and they can see it's dangerous like doesn't it doesn't it show that they're fleeing something very big like can we just can we just hold that into consideration yeah it's actually heartbreaking like how can children be going missing and we're kind of aware now that they're being trafficked it's like so what the fuck is going what are they doing what what are they doing i don't literally and and as well it's just that these children are going missing under the watch of the government Mm. like guys just keep that in mind these children are going missing under the watch of this government and we know like i'm sorry like we we know that that there's people in high places who are all involved in a lot of these kind of um like just trigger warning a lot of that to be honest there should be a trigger warning all on this topic in general mm-hmm. but we know that there's a lot of people in high places who are definitely involved in these pedophile rings like let's like come on like just like you know the home office are not keeping these people safe Mm -hmm. and they're coming to this country and they are not safe and yeah like this this whole subject just i just find it so heartbreaking and like we need to we need the government needs to be held accountable how can children be going how can 200 children be going missing under the watch of the government that is just disgusting Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so awful. Hope they it get is. justice at some point, like soon, yeah. and you know, a proper investigation starts I, into tracking them down. Yeah, and I hope, I hope these children are found. I hope they're safe. Um, I pray that they're, they're able to kind of be able to be reunite, reunited with their families, and just be in a safe environment. Because um, just like like yeah if you if you don't have compassion or empathy for children then then what like what what are we doing this is the government that that we are under like i think as well you look at the home office and sick all of the immigration issues that the home office has they're all rooted in racism and xenophobia like there wouldn't be a windrush issue if the the government mm-hmm. wasn't racist, there wouldn't be yeah. um, this type of issue with asylum seekers if the government wasn't xenophobic and racist. Yeah. Like there's just, it, it's yeah. always rooted in the same thing where it's again, carelessness. They don't care. It's like, oh, like it, it, this one just, you know, we they missed it, we shit. missed it. But you're not missing all of it. You're, you're purposely not focusing your vision yeah. on these things and caring yeah. for people. And as you say, there's there's a lack of empathy and, there and things just go under the radar yeah. because they don't care. There's no and, care there. Yeah. And again, like I have said many times on this po- podcast, they want us all dead. That's it. Mm. They, they just want us dead. That's it. And that's, yeah. and that's what they're doing. Um, but okay. yeah, like, yeah. The next but prayers, topic. prayers of, and thoughts are with obviously all every like all of these kids and all asylum seekers and everybody who's just flee clearly fleeing, fleeing from the home countries clearly for a reason. So yeah, sorry, just wanted to add that. Mm-hmm. Um, the next topic, so. Um, 
Mason Greenwood, who is the Man United football player that was um, charged with attempted rape, controlling rape and controlling and coercive behaviour and assault, um, an actual bodily harm. Fucking hell, there's loads here. Um, he that was all on his girlfriend. There was video footage. Everyone saw it, which we didn't really all need to see. Um, oh, was of him there? like well, there was video footage of him. Say, attempting to rape her essentially that's that's why everyone was going oh. wild when it when everyone found out about it and she put pictures of her bruises and like her bruises all over her body online mm-hmm. um so he was arrested i can't remember it must have been like a year ago but now um he's had all of his charges against him dropped and his football team manchester united have launched an investigation to decide on whether mason greenwood's future is still with the club after all the charges are dropped so mm. yeah just wanted to update on that horrible so I just yeah I don't really know what what I can say on that like it's just like I'm just yeah it's just a shame just that I don't know like we don't know the situation under why charges have been dropped because like maybe because there could be a situation under where maybe she decided to drop the charges and stuff like that as well um mm. but again like can we just stand behind victims please like that's that's all I've really got to yeah. say on that just yeah um yeah I agree yeah. with you um and then just another random one at I think you saw the video. I think it was a Channel Four. Oh yeah. Um, news, news, like kind of article on <laughs> <laughs> they're interviewing Ukrainian refugees to see how they're getting on now that they're, um, you know, ingrained in the UK lifestyle now that they've been here for like a year or so. And um, mm. one of them, because uh, there was this scheme where like people from England, I think maybe even Wales and Scotland as well, could take in refugees. Well, yeah, and it was house across them. the UK, I think. Yeah, across the UK. So they could house refugees from Ukraine and nowhere else. Um, Ukraine. And they. <laughs> <laughs> and and um, <laughs> some of them <laughs> have been housed in areas that have a high Muslim pro- population. And there's this woman that just and, said she yeah, was very shocked. diverse areas. Yeah, she was shocked. <laughs> she was absolutely shocked. Like, and essentially making some really, <laughs> really nasty comments about the fact that there's brown people here, and she she wanted to be in a safer area, um, and she oh, she kind God. of feared leaving the house at first. Um, so it's like even when you're fleeing I mean, from war, you'd you're you you can't even get rid of your racism, like. <laughs> Literally, I mean, the U. I mean, Ukraine showed us that anyway by when they were yeah, letting all the white people out first, and the African students they weren't letting them leave. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, for one, and letting the pets on yeah. before them. <laughs> Literally, like, what the fuck? But like, the thing is though, like, how can you? I don't know why. Why do you feel justified? to be able to go on camera and or even to actually go because like first she was saying this to her hosts mm-hmm. and they were very shocked like they were very much like yeah um what that this area is very safe like um like our neighbors we know our neighbors we're very mm-hmm. friendly with them you know like, and they live in a very like they live in a very diverse area 
you know, and there is like a high Muslim population where they live, like because they're living in Birmingham. Birmingham is very mm. diverse. Yeah, I thought it was Birmingham. Um, and they are very, yeah, they were very much like, um, our neighbors are lovely and like, and, and they called her out. They were kind of like, mm-hmm. you can't really be saying that. And, and they decided to end the, yeah, the to contract. end the, what do you call it? The contract with, with, um, with this woman because they were like, I'm sorry, like your values, it's just not mm-hmm. right. And if you don't feel safe after fleeing from war, Mm. I'm sorry like there's nothing we can do about that (laughs) and I just yeah like I just literally (laughs) I feel like it is actually mad that like and no it is mad it's mad that like instead of even kind of trying to integrate and getting to know people and you know actually realizing oh actually everything all the propaganda that I've been fed actually Mm. isn't true Instead, you want to be like, oh, no, I actually don't want to be that. I don't want to be around people like this. I don't want to be around that. And it's like, I'm sorry, but you kind of like, obviously, like it's a shame, obviously, as, mm-hmm. as a refugee, but you didn't have much of a choice. But then at the same time, there is a hierarchy of refugees in this country, clearly, because Ukrainians are allowed to live in people's houses. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And yeah and it even shows yeah, that in I her just, eyes there is this racial hierarchy where she thought she'd come to the UK yeah. and be surrounded by white people and now she's surprised that there are non-white people who are English it's like she feels kind of entitled and have to different come religions. and say and speak out and be like actually yeah. this is what I signed up for like <laughs> it's, it is a cheat <laughs> literally it's like mate like <laughs> It is a cheek. It is a cheek. That's all you can say. That's all you can say. It is very cheeky. And it's just like, it is just like the, the audacity, the, the yeah, caucasity. The audacity. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Just, just like, I'm so shocked and when it, I saw and it. Even like, <laughs> yeah. And even, it's funny though, because even the interviewer was um, Asian. Yeah, she was Asian. <laughs> she was <the> interviewing her, <laughs> asking the questions. And I'm just like, this is just a bit awkward, isn't it? But like the woman, yeah. the woman did not back down. She did not no, shy away from saying her truth. She wanted to speak her truth. She was <laughs> she like, yeah, did. I thought they were terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> like, mate, uh, get out of here. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It was so funny, but like not funny at all. Like it it was kind of shocking because I thought I was gonna be watching a wholesome like news story thing about refugees like resettling into the country and no, like they're bringing yeah. their white supremacy no. with them. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't as, even as, have as this did. excuse as well that, oh, like we don't have black people in the country. Cause like, like I'm sorry, by now, by now, unless you're living in like an authoritarian like um, country, everyone knows Beyonce, everyone knows mm-hmm. Usain Bolt, like the best people in the world, the most talented people in the world are all black or like Literally. Asian. Like there's, there's yeah. so many big talents exactly. now that you cannot ignore the fact that we're around, we're they everywhere. Exist. Yeah, in the Western world, like they exist. Exactly, literally. Nah, just just mad madness. Um, Netflix. 
so yeah, Netflix, they um wanted to make an they they've been making announcements. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen, but they wanted mm-hmm. to try and block accounts if from they wanted to block accounts like if they were sharing passwords and like kind of saying stuff like oh if you if you're in a different country you'll have to um you have to get a code or something and prove that it's you trying to use the account and stuff and it's just like i'm sorry like am i at school am i in reception (laughs) like why am i not allowed to use a service that i'm paying for like what the hell and if i want to share Mm. my password I will share my password. Like you guys are, are already limiting the amount of screens. And like when that didn't work, cause people are like, actually we'll make do with two screens. Like literally the way, like I'm on, I like I, we have basically have a family Netflix. My dad does not want mm-hmm. to pay for more than two screens. Literally there's some evenings yeah. where it's like, I'll go to watch something. I can't watch anything. Cause mm-hmm. my sister's watching something in her room or in her flat now. And then my dad mm-hmm. is watching something like at home. So and I wouldn't be able to watch, so I would just be like, okay, then like I'll yeah. I'll go watch something now. So I'm gonna I'll catch up on anime then, you know I'll do something different. But like you know, and it's just like you've already got that. You've already got this level of control anyway with the screens. Mm-hmm. So like, why are you still trying to further that control? It's not gonna help you grow as a business. People are just gonna leave. Like everyone's just gonna be yeah. canceling their subscriptions. Yeah, which is why they made a U turn on the decision. Like- There's nothing good enough on Netflix to keep me like shackled to it. I will literally get up. I've got YouTube. No. I've got free YouTube that I could be doing so much on. Like, why literally. would I be be glued to Netflix? No, literally, pe- people start paying for YouTube. You know, like yeah, people I start being like, oh, YouTube is gonna cut the ads. Yeah. <laughs> literally, I mean, you could just get an ad blocker on your computer as well, guys. True. But um, yeah true um but yeah like but exactly like people just people just take their service elsewhere there's so many streaming services now netflix you are not the only one this is not the time for mm-hmm. you to go, for you guys to be stingy it's not the time <laughs> like and if anything like, netflix need to is be... one of the less like desirable ones these days anyway because like what they're yeah, providing us because they're sorry stingy. Ginny and georgia and emily in paris like sorry like yeah. whatever happened to yeah. decent stuff <laughs> no offence because I know people love Emily in Paris but I just can't get with it I can't no, she's corny no <laughs> yeah like I haven't watched Emily in Paris but like from what I've heard from you it's like this is not this doesn't I appeal to me at all from what I've heard from the French community this does not appeal to me at all because <laughs> like, I know like a lot of um a lot of um a lot of french people were just like this is awful like this is like <laughs> yeah. and again and just a, a lot of kind of kind of articles and think pieces i've read on emily in paris was just like kind of like oh um uh they were kind of like again this is like america coming and inserting itself and thinking that they're mm. better and you know <laughs> and and it's just like hold on i'm sorry like what the hell like it doesn't make no sense so um yeah literally um so that's why emily in paris doesn't um appeal to me i only watched Ginny and georgia like mm-hmm. this year like as in the i watched the first season mm-hmm. yeah um and then i watched the second <laughs> season um i enjoy watching it actually yeah but it's shocking it's like so bad that it's it's enjoyable kind got- of <laughs> so so for me yeah with Ginny and georgia 
So when I got to the second, because I binge watched the first season, then when I got mm. to the second season and I was binge watching it, but then like I kind of stopped, I kind of fell asleep. And then literally yeah. I had no desire to put the rest of the season back on. Like <laughs> I literally would have, I literally needed to just binge watch it. And I did yeah. manage to get through it, but literally because I had a like, little bit of a break, trying to watch mm-hmm. it again, I was just like, this is boring. This is yeah. not good. This is you just like everything really. They're, they're, yeah and um so that's my feelings on Ginny and Georgia and as well like they're really trying to just they're really trying to I don't know like it's like they're like you know when you get the you know when you get like a person when they're trying to be cool I feel like that's what Ginny Mm. and Georgia that's that's that Ginny and Georgia is like that person like they're yeah, trying to be yeah. cool they're trying to be with it they're trying to be they're trying to be hip kind of thing you know they're, they're trying to act like they know about black people and it's like yes it's it's that do you still not have stuff. any black yeah literally do you still not have any black writers in these rooms Honestly. because you're still not quite getting it like you did a little bit better second season but you're still not completely getting it <laughs> like it but was at least when Ginny her, wasn't when, as awful it was, it was when Ginny and her her boyfriend yeah Ginny and her boyfriend the Thai guy with the um ponytail the man bun the, from the Taiwanese guy yeah yeah Taiwanese yeah that's it um, I'm sorry they, and they wanted to they talk about, about who's, who's the most about oppression oh, Olympics, Olympics. <laughs> it was a good scene Oscar worthy that, like that's that that is not a real conversation that any people of colour have ever no <laughs> never <laughs> In the history of people of colour and <laughs> interracial relationships, that's never happened. Yes, never, <laughs> never, never. It has never happened. It was the most weird thing, the most random thing. Then they kind of like broke up and then he was kind of feeling pressed because she kind of liked the, you know, the the artsy bike the artsy mm, boy across the road kind of thing mm. the the emo boy kind of thing you know and yeah just and as well like that character okay hunter i really feel mm. for him because they really they really put all the cringe on him I know. and i don't know any teenager that would ever tap dance down a hallway to happy birthday <laughs> It was the, the fit, the hair, the script, the just everything, everything about just, him was awful. But awful, awful in the sense that it was like cringe. Everything you do, I'm cringing at. And literally, the name like, Hunter, in, no okay, imagine, imagine, yeah, imagine the ick personified. That was his character. Yes, yes. I might have to rewatch season one now. Netflix, you better keep it. <laughs> this subscription thing that we've got at the moment because I need to watch season one. <laughs> <laughs> to just to rewatch those scenes. Like just just skip to just to those parts. Maybe you can mm. find a compilation on YouTube of just there like, will Hunter. definitely be a compilation because that went viral yeah. when it came out. <laughs> Oppression Olympics, let's go. <laughs> And it's just stereotypes about chicken and music and hip hop. 
Excuse me. I don't I don't see you eating jerk chicken, homie. <laughs> she's like, you don't even like what did she say? She didn't and she's like, oh, I'm more Chinese than you. Like and this is this is what I didn't understand with this argument, yeah? Because she mm. started saying, I'm more Chinese than you. I speak I speak more Chinese. The the guy is from Taiwan. Yeah, I don't get that. So why why Yeah, so why did it start talking yeah, so she um yeah, like why did it start coming into like, oh yeah, you're not Chinese enough when he's from Taiwan, he's not actually from China. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and she and like she just thought and as well, actually I feel like that that scene at the dinner table when she just starts speaking um mm. she just starts speaking um Mandarin. Mm-hmm. Or Korean. I'm not sure which language she knows. Um, I thought that that was very rude. I think that was very rude in general. You can't just come to someone's house, assume that they can speak the language, and start speaking their language, trying to try and show off. That is rude. I think I'm sorry. It's if someone came to, okay, if someone. I think I. I think it's really disrespectful because why mm-hmm. have you just assumed that? you can come into my house, start speaking a different language and that we were going to understand what you mean just because you, you've you looked at us and you know that we're Asian. That is rude. That was racist. It is rude. Yeah, yeah, that's rude. <laughs> like, yeah, like, okay. Because if someone came and comes into my house, yeah? If someone came to my house and just started speaking Jamaican patois to me, I'm sorry, that is fucking rude. Like, one, mm. am I Jamaican? Like, excuse me. Don't don't just come into my but house even, and start speaking patois. Like, I don't. I, I know. Obviously, um, Jamaican patois is like an English password, but still, like, um, like still, obviously, it's still a language. Like, I can put. Like, we can have enough respect that it mm. is an actual um language, and like, I'm not going to understand everything because I haven't grown up speaking Jamaican patois. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, even if you're not, even if, like, you are Jamaican, coming into someone's house and just speaking their language anyway is a bit creepy. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, when the fuck did you get Don't that just from? assume. <laughs> to be honest, actually, this is actually like, you know, like, oh my gosh, I sent you a video a couple mm. of weeks ago of this white boy at his grandparents' house and he think he's speaking Jamaican patois quotation fingers oh, no, guys I didn't see it um, and he, he was there like I think I think the post got deleted and he was just like oh your blood clot blah blah blah, blah like saying all this bullshit <laughs> and his grandparents are just like what and um, <laughs> and like it's meant to be funny and I'm just like this isn't funny like that is also rude mm. that is also disrespectful like why does this white person think he think think he knows Jamaican culture that that he's speaking the patois like I mean and but this is the thing because white people have have done been doing this they've done been butchering yeah. Jamaican patois anyway but the thing is the word like blood clot is actually offensive like I was told not to say that growing it's up offensive. I was told it's really you can't rude. say that especially to elders like you shouldn't I, say not. it it's not like I, I was a chatterbox yeah. and was like speaking patois as a kid anyway but like I was told you shouldn't be saying that. So like that kid storming into his no, grandparents' house literally. or whatever. That's so rude. <laughs> it is. And like, cause as well, like I know that I can't be saying, I can't say none of that. Like I don't, I don't say, I don't say that anyway. And I don't speak that mm-hmm. way anyway. But like, I can't be saying any of that around my mother. There's no way. Like, cause like she'll be like, you can't, you can't say that. Don't say that kind of thing. And um, 
Yeah, and it's because mm. it's it's rude. Like I'm, you can't just like you. And as well, the thing is, is that as well, I feel like especially with a lot of white people who come doing that, they think it's a funny word, but it's mm. very offensive. It is swearing. Mm. Like you can't, go, you know, <laughs> you can't just just. You don't even know what you're saying. Like, to be honest, the example yeah. of of um of a Jamaican patois, white people have been doing this to us all anyway. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's like how at school like there would be the one white boy who always wants to speak Jamaican patois to me mm. because he f- he feels like he is Caribbean because his grandparents came from Belize. Well, his mm. grandparents, you know, came back to England from Belize. But I'm just like, you know, co- colonizers stayed in the Caribbean too so mm. <laughs> but yeah like yeah that's how I feel about about that but like but then the thing is though his grandparents are from Belize but you want to speak fake Jamaican patsu to me it's weird it's weird I don't yeah, like so that it even that that's not even like Belize it's not even like from the country that you're trying to claim <laughs> so like, like what are you doing and again, mm. I'm not Jamaican. Am I meant mm-hmm. to know? But like, and it, that was another debate. Actually, I feel like I've had that oppression Olympics debate kind of, but more in the fact of like, um, I've had white people telling me that I'm not black and mm. they and how they're more black than me because they can speak mm. Jamaican Who so told them they can actually, speak patois? No one told them. They just think no, they can. The, the white people told them. Yeah, they affirmed <laughs> so it like, with each other. Okay, actually, Ginny and Georgia, actually, they were spot on. They were spot on. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. They were spot on. Okay, actually, you know what? Yeah, guys, you, you just, yeah, you reminded me of that. And yeah, I had the similar conversation, but I, but I wasn't speaking about telling them that I wasn't speaking about trying to claim being more white than them though. So like, mm. but they were trying to tell me that I was more white than them. So yeah. So yeah, actually you were close. Um, yeah, you were close with the oppression Olympics debate, kind of. <laughs> A bit off though. Very off. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, oh, your bestie. Oh gosh, Matt Hancock. So we all know that he went in. I'm a celebrity in the jungle, and came you know, third. yeah, he came third because this country his money. just loves to forgive and forgive. But he basically, yeah, <laughs> he, the love of redemption he, arc. He received three hundred and twenty thousand pounds from appearing on this show, and. Mm-hmm donated 3% to charities this 3% was only 10k or 320,000 pounds and it went to the British Dyslexia Association and and St Nicholas Hospice Care Um, so that's probably split in half so they both received like 5k each it seems Um, and Um, there's an there's an interview online of like Susanna and whatever that guy's name is from Good Morning Britain it was a really good interview actually they grilled him and grilled him and grilled him they were like so if you're going in there were you not going in there for the money were you going in there and he just could not 
he could not come clean about why he yeah. was in there and he kept going oh, dyslexia dyslexia it's like yes bro we have dyslexia a lot of people have dyslexia that doesn't mean <laughs> that you're a knob like that, that's not a side effect of dyslexia like and a lack of understanding most th- like common sense isn't a side effect why are you acting like you've got a problem no. like, I don't understand <laughs> So what I found really funny about this. So, cause the thing is, yeah. Okay, cool. He can do what he wants with his money. But the thing is, is that he said he went on there and he said he, he is not doing it for the money. He is doing it because he wanted to change public opinion on MPs. That's why he went on there. So he said he wasn't doing it for the money and that he was going to donate a considerable amount to charity. Mm. That's what he said. So and so rightly so, you got Susanna and that and that man there, because we don't know his name. Um you got Susanna and that man grilling him, just being like, You said that you that you weren't doing it for the money. To which he was replying, mm-hmm. No, no, I wasn't. To them and they said, Yeah, well you only you only donated ten grand. Then Matt Hancock is like, I donated a five figure sum. Yeah, hmm. but still you you but you got a six figure sum. So like what hmm. you said that you weren't doing it for the money, but you only donated three percent. So like why don't it's and then he's there trying to talk around talk around the question, he's still mm-hmm. trying to be like, But I've I fell in love and all of this stuff and it's like look, that that stuff we don't we don't give a shit about that, mate. Like we don't care about your love hmm. story. But you said you weren't doing it for money. But you've kept the majority of the money. Then a high majority then, of the money. So, like ridiculous. Yeah. So then, um, when they want to question him about how, okay, well, when it came to you know breaking the lockdown rules, you broke the law. To him, he's just like, I don't re- recollect the dates. Uh, I don't recollect that being the case. And it's just like, I'm and sorry, but we, we, and then, but then, then they came to him with receipts of the dates, mm-hmm. saying. This was the law at the time when the photos were taken of you grips and batty. So mm. like, make it make sense. You broke the law. Oh, I don't have recollection of the dates. We've just given you the dates, mate. But still <laughs> you're trying to say you don't have recollection. Still you're trying to say, no, it was guidelines. It was guidelines. And it's just like, yeah, but regardless, but no, but at that time it was the law and you broke the law. And I, And it's like, can't you understand how embarrassing this is that we had a working government, the people who were setting the rules, who were setting the law, and they were there breaking it. Like they are laughing in our faces. And and they called him out mm-hmm. on it. And he just looked like an idiot. He just looked like a fool. Again. And I just yeah, don't understand yeah. why he's trying so hard to be a celebrity. Like, I'm sorry, like, we don't <laughs> like you. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he's doing stuff like ironing you, his you shirts how now many for some reason on TikTok. Like, why am I seeing videos of him ironing his shirts? And also, like, this guy has never held with, an iron in his life. No, he hasn't. And with with the um the, the law stuff, where it's like he's bending things, so it's like actually that was legal at the time I was doing it. It was legal to actually be out and like chirpsing and touching mm. and everything else. But it was it wasn't like made clear to everyone else that we could be out dating during this period but exactly whatever we could but, um, be out grips in batty don't you think I would have been on hinge yeah like why was I indoors like why was I inside literally <laughs> why was I in Wolverhampton please <laughs> when I could have gone and found myself a lockdown boo in London 
Honestly. Mate. I literally restricted my life for a while. But anyway, what my point there is that, like, just because something is legal doesn't mean that it's a moral thing to do. Like, legality and yes. morality, like, uh, are... Even though it was illegal, but... Literally, the law doesn't dictate what is moral and what isn't moral. You've just done something that is very immoral... You haven't apologised for the fact. Well, he has. He's done these you weird apologies that apologize. I, I'm really confused about. But you, he you, takes one step he forward and ten back. <laughs> literally, all he all he wants to say in his apologies, well, I'm not going to apologise for falling in love. Yeah, like, I'm in love. Look, look, I'm your love. love story is not. It's not. We are not sold on this love story. We don't give a shit. This is not a Disney film. I'm sorry. <laughs> and in a Disney film, you guys would be the villains because she cheated on her husband and she has kids. Mm. Like. You would have been the villains. You're the yes. one who stole the woman away from the prince and her family. And up and down the country, everyone's grandparents were dying. And you were like, yeah, it's got, it's just going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen. People yeah. are going to die. Exactly. Well, you are not applying. You are not applying these nurses with with adequate PPE as health secretary. You are the people, you are, you are one of the main people who, who has killed people over this pandemic. Yeah. And what's wild about this is that, like, old people were all dying and, like, lots of young people died too. But that's a huge demographic of the Conservative vote. Like, you've just wiped out a lot of your voters. Like, I'm really... I I don't know if you... Like, I I really don't know about you guys. But, um, yeah, RIP, everyone who died, obviously. But this shows why they're holding on to being in Parliament. I'm sorry. We've had three... We had three prime ministers within one year. Mm. Like, that... That is unheard of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're really trying to hold on to their residency in <laughs> in Parliament. Yeah. They're really trying to hold on to their residency because they know that they are not getting back in. But like, I'm sorry, we've had three prime ministers, three prime ministers, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is that Boris Johnson had to step down in the end because he broke the law. Sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just I can't, I can't be bothered like yeah Matt Hancock we don't like you you are not going to be a celebrity do not appear on Celebrity Big Brother please I beg you because like, it will make me not want to watch yeah you're not meant to be a celebrity you're meant to be a politician and now you've created like a murky waters where it's like what's a celebrity what's not we're in Black Mirror territory I don't like it literally <laughs> The only, the only politician I would like to see on these shows is Jeremy Corbyn. Like, <laughs> like, and like the thing is, and he is no longer a sitting member, a sitting, a sitting MP. So like, mm. you know, I'm sorry, you were sitting and you decided to go into the jungle. That is, no, that is like not to on. See, I'd like to see that Michael Fabrican or whatever his name is, the wig guy. I'd like to know what happens to that wig at night time or in the jungle while you're doing uh, challenges. He's the one with the I'd Boris Johnson wig. Interested. Yeah, yeah, with that straw wig. I find him an interesting character. Mm. I think it's dangerous when we find them interesting characters because everyone thought Boris Johnson was an interesting character as well. That's true. That's true. I find him visually interesting, his aesthetic, (laughs) not his his character. (laughs) Yeah, and he says a lot of weird shit. Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of dangerous weird shit sometimes. Anyway, but Mm. yeah, Matt Hancock, get in the bin. We do not want to see Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. anymore. Like, you had your time in the limelight when we were all laughing at you grabbing Batty, please. 
Mm-hmm. Stop, stop, stop becoming a topic on our podcast. We're tired. We don't want you on here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to chat about you. <laughs> Literally. Okay. Um, yeah, we spoke a bit on like kind of getting Beyonce tickets, but kind of the week before Beyonce announced her world tour, um, she was paid $24 million to perform at a hotel in D- Dubai. Like I just think that's mm. that's crazy. Look, I'm sorry, Beyonce is the best performer in the world of all time. The price in is the rising world. as well. Living. Like you see it, she, the yes. price is going up and up and up. Because she is that bitch. She is that. She is that bitch. I'm sorry. Like, and as well, when, okay, cool. I understand that people want to talk about backlash when it comes to, you know, when it comes to, okay, um, artists performing in these countries where, you know, they have laws kind of against um, LGBTQ rights. Etc. Okay, we get it. But at the same time, Beyonce is not going to be changing those laws by not performing. Like, I don't mm. like, and like, ca- can Beyonce just go about her business and get her bag? Mm-hmm. Like, it's 20, like 24 million mm. for her to curate a set for them. 24 million. Like, these people paid a black woman $24 million. I'm sorry. Like, can, can we just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Like <laughs> it is. And then as well, like something you you mentioned as well to me, Diana, about how like why is it that everybody wants to hold black people or black women oh, yeah. to account f- for everything? It's like Yeah, like, like is it the the footballers don't get held to this standard and like the billionaires and millionaires don't get held to this standard it's not until a black woman is really Mm. really successful that it's like oh hold on a second why are you doing this it's like let's all everyone needs to be held to the same standard if we're all going to be going to Dubai and Abu Dhabi and all of the other places where there are dodgy human rights things going on then you can't just yeah you can't just target the black women that are doing the things we need to be all boycotting like we can't just pick and choose yeah um so we need to decide what what do we want to do do you know what i mean like collectively yeah it's literally like because you can't kind of chat about oh beyonce you're you're performing in dubai and LGBTQ rights and then but you also are booking your holiday to go to Dubai like it's just like mm. that that doesn't make no sense also the same thing when it comes to like and then we need to have the same kind of like it's just and it's the same thing there's lots of countries that have similar laws like you mm. know like there's countries across Africa that still have similar laws which obviously is a result from col- from colonialism and mm. you know like yeah like we care for the human rights in these countries and stuff but but at the same time like like this one person isn't gonna change the law in that country mm-hmm. they'll just find someone else to perform and they would perform for a lot cheaper so like yeah yeah, yeah. true so yeah anyway the grammys i i haven't watched the grammys were interesting this year so um there's been a few world records again. Beyonce, she's doing bits. Um, mm-hmm. She 
got I think I don't even know how many Grammys she's got let me have a look real quick she's got 32 she broke a record though 32 that is yeah so I got that much on what? the news 32. she is now the artist with the most Grammys most that's wild um, but yeah so other people who won Grammys so Sam Smith and Kim oh. Petras I think that's her name Kim Petras they won a, an award for best pop duo and group collaboration and um, Kim Petras is the first transgender person to have won this award before and I believe Sam Smith being non-binary is also yeah. that comes under the trans umbrella so that this is a really big achievement really cool achievement yeah um, and their performance was quite cool as well it's like um <laughs> he was dressed as the devil so that's gonna get a lot of black backlash but um <laughs> it was quite a cool performance <laughs> um was that like a nod to Lil Nas X that's what I was thinking like are they all like linking up and they're like you know, let's, let's just, just annoy like- everyone <laughs> Yeah, because it's just like as well. Like, look, now I'm a white man. What are you gonna do if a bl- if a if a black boy wants to twerk on me? Kind of thing. Do you know? Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, true. I like that. Um, but yeah, so Harry Styles won the biggest award, which was the um, album of the year, and people were like, "Why did Beyonce not win mm-hmm. album of the year?" Which is kind of fair as well, because I feel I-, I did enjoy Harry Styles' album. Um, but Beyonce obviously that was a cultural reset everyone all of a sudden like all yeah. of the trending songs like you can name without even That's knowing true. the names like you you know because they went viral like most of her songs I guess yeah. it depends what they're judging it on like virability or whether it's on like I don't know I, I really don't know about this kind of stuff I think as well like something we need to think of as well because even in Beyonce's when she was accepting mm-hmm. the award like she did she did say she did say like thank mm-hmm. you to the queer community and stuff and like as well like I think people could see into that about you know what this album was was actually kind of dedicated to the queer community it was mm. you know it was that kind of album and it's like is that is that like a snub to the queer community as well? Like I don't, I don't know because the money, but, um, the money for that she's made from it didn't. I don't. I don't believe that it went to queer people. That's. I feel like yeah, it's a nod to them. But I she's mean, we still, don't know because like, we don't know what she. Well, we mm. don't know what she makes money on, but because as well, she does have like a lot of remixes that, and you know, she made nod to Madonna. Grace Jones is on that album, you know, stuff yeah. like that. So. You know, like, because I feel like, and I feel like just as well, Beyonce is a huge queer icon as well. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that she's made an album that is very much kind of catered towards ballroom culture, mm-hmm. that that is a big thing. So, yeah, um, yeah. even, even cool. that, like, yeah. Um, and then Quavo did a tribute for Takeoff, which was quite sad. I saw some like, visuals mm-hmm. from that. Um, which is actually really Aww. sad like just knowing that Migos aren't a three a trio anymore like that's really it is yeah. quite heartbreaking actually I mean um, they did they had broken up before though oh had they I wasn't too sure I didn't yeah, know yeah because and then I think it was was it was it Takeoff and mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was Offset I don't think it was Offset Takeoff and the other one they made a group called Unconfu Oh right, that was him and that was him. Takeoff and Quavo, wasn't it? Was it those two? 
yeah, Takeoff and Quavo. So they and they had mm. their duo Unconfew because like I think they'd fallen out with Offset or something. I don't I can't, mm. I can't remember. Um and then and as well they're <laughs> yeah, they like did. the uncle and nephew, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and then just some other things. So Ben Affleck, he went viral because he just looked moody like for the whole night. And there's something about Ben Affleck that's just hilarious. Like, why does he always look sad? Like, even, and you can't even say, oh, it's J-Lo. It's like every time he's caught on camera, you know the photos of him with like a cigarette, like falling down the wall and things like that. He just doesn't look happy ever. And I hope he's okay. But like, he's just got such a memeable face. I'm sure he's okay. He's back with the love yeah. of his life. So he must be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, it's been 50 years since hip hop, apparently. This is what um, there was a huge that's performance amazing. with with like all of the legends, well, not all of the legends, but a lot of the legends from like the eight, 70s, 80s, 90s. And then they did like up until nowadays. So they brought Little Uzi out at the end as some like goth rapper. And it was mm. quite funny. <laughs> and like um, Glorilla <laughs> as well. And some of the new people. And um, yeah, I thought that was really cool performance because I love Queen Latifah. Like she come out, I was like, oh, they're just so cool. I love her and as Missy well. Elliott as well. Like it was, it was really nice performance. Yeah, quite wholesome. And she said something like, um, "Hip hop, it it's almost like it's become like a um, not a monster, but like it, it's like it went from nothing to like the biggest thing in the world, and now it's yeah. like all over TikTok, all over everywhere. It's like." it's out of control but in in a yeah. good way um which mm-hmm. is really cool but um yeah like that was i guess a tribute to like african-american hip-hop um mm-hmm. and yeah that they were like the highlights for me i enjoyed watching um bits here and there but i can't find all of the videos like all of the um i just like watching all the music videos uh, the performances after these like shows but the performances more, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked like a cool show this year. And then we've got the Brits coming okay. up soon. I wonder what the Brits will be like because I'm always mm-hmm. disappointed at the Brits. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, we know Central C will be wearing his tracksuit. So that's something yeah. we can count on. That's a given. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, to be honest, like with all of these shows, I wait until you tell me about about the highlights and you tell me about it. Um, mm. And um, then then like if you when once you've seen the performances and you send me the performances, that's when I'll watch them all. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah I'll yeah. send you them. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, it, sound, it does sound like it was really good and, and really interesting mm. as well. And, um, and to be honest as well, like I'm not... Um, I'm not like dragging Harry Styles. I like, actually really good on Harry Styles for actually winning mm-hmm. um, best a- best album he won. Like that's actually yeah. such a big achievement. It is like coming from One Direction, just being like literally, you are just you're just a regular British boy. Like I'm sorry, mm-hmm. like you're just a regular British boy, and you've come and created mm-hmm. such a like from One Direction to then creating such a massive mm-hmm. solo career for yourself. That is actually amazing. Like mm-hmm. you, like, I agree. He clearly obviously had he clearly obviously had that star quality regardless mm. like even though Liam Payne was trying to have it but <laughs> I'm sorry Liam you you just you just got that wolves you're just a wolves boy I'm sorry I'm sorry Liam he like, is a wolves the, boy the, and for- I don't even know wolves boys but I, I just feel it Literally. I know what you mean 
like unfortunately what what your what your legacy like, not even unfortunate like I'm sure like it's not unfortunate mm. but like your legacy is you know having a baby with Cheryl Cole like mm-hmm. you know and that's that's fine children are a blessing children are lovely mm-hmm. um but Cheryl Cole a bit predatory I'm sorry it is yeah. anyway but like <laughs> yeah like Harry Styles I just feel like it's it is actually amazing and I feel like mm-hmm. and as well now that he's won best album I would actually go and check out his album and listen yeah, to it I'm kind of thing listen again because there's some songs I feel like his songs are catchy really and stuff like. yeah like I don't even you know. think they're just catchy I feel, like a lot of his songs have well like, catchy is in from actually, TikTok that I've yeah. heard it and it's just like oh this song is catchy I don't not like the song like you know like Watermelon Sugar mm. and, and As I Am like I feel like those songs like I don't I don't hate the songs when I hear it on an Instagram video and stuff like I feel yeah. like they could be added to my Oreos and Bounties playlist so- mm. <laughs> definitely yeah. definitely as it was that's definitely an Oreos and Bounties one I love it. Mm. It feels like I'm in an advert when I'm listening to it or I'm like in a yeah. chick flick just and running down the sugar. road. Yeah. What kind of scene is that in a chick flick though? Watermelon I sugar. Feel, watermelon sugar. I I do have a scene for watermelon sugar. I feel like watermelon mm. sugar is like when you're you're in the car or you're on a coach, but you're you're going mm. along the coast. And you can then like, and the sun starts to rise, and the sun is peeking through, yeah. and you can see the sea, and it's just like, oh, and this is like watermelon sugar, and it's like, mm, yeah, and you're just mm. like looking at the scenery, just looking at the sea as you're just driving past. That's mm. what watermelon sugar kind of makes me think. I feel like watermelon sugar could be when you're like getting a bit frisky, like when you're like <laughs> when you maybe feel? I feel like it's a bit. Mm. I don't know it's what a bit about, too bubbly for it me. is about it is about eating pussy the song. So I guess maybe that's why. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess know. so. But it's a bit too bubbly it. for me to to for yeah. me to kind of be like, you know, for me to like have it on in the bedroom, it's a bit too bubbly. Yeah, but yeah, I like but that I mean, he's if you're in a being movie very and that's open just and there. frank. Yeah. I feel like yeah. being being open and frank about eating pussy, we love that every day. And I feel like mm. I would like to be thinking about someone eating my pussy while I <laughs> while I'm <laughs> looking at the seaside. <laughs> I'm on a train. I feel like I feel like it work. could be like yeah, just like daydreaming. <laughs> yes, on a train. Because I don't get on coaches on a train. It's, it's on the train. Um Yeah, I could just be just thinking about it, just being like, oh yeah. That's just reminiscing, daydreaming yeah. about it. So yeah, he's got a good song called "Daydreaming" on that album, actually, and that makes me feel like. Oh, does he? That's oh, I don't know that. We'll get back to this because we do want to do an episode where we talk about songs that make us feel a type of way in a movie scene. So I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've, which I have actually started think about this song. making a list. <laughs> Have you? I need to start it because every time I listen yeah, to like these songs, I'm list. like, yeah, I feel I feel some type of way, but I need to pinpoint it. I need to find the best scene mm-hmm. in my movie. And I just <laughs> remembered another song that I'm going to add to the list that needs to be added. Mm. I'm so excited to do that episode, but um, that will be coming very soon. Yeah, very soon, guys. Well, I don't know. It might not come out very soon. Oh yeah, it will be a filler, but you'll you'll. Yeah, love it when it's when you it's get here. It at some point. <laughs> Maybe in May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, maybe in May. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. Should we? What would you like to inject this week? What are you injecting? Mm. 
I'm injecting. Mm, 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 mm. I don't know. I'm a bit stuck this week. Mm. I, actually, right. So, if you've got this, is me for me. Um, but like, if you've got a long to do list for the day, just highlight mm. some of the things that you you actually really really want to do and put that at the beginning of your day because I've noticed that if you get things done at the start of your day that you really want to get done then it makes the rest of the day easier and you're not like sitting there thinking oh like I need to get to this but I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it in the afternoon like if you if you put like maybe two things each day that you really want to get done at the top of your list um it, I feel like for me at least it's more likely that I'll end up getting them done so that's kind of like a little motivational boost for anyone who's feeling a bit like, oh, I've got all these things on my list and I don't know how to organise them. Mm-hmm. I like that. I think Thanks. I think what I'm injecting is, guys, prioritise yourself and what you want and your needs. Because I feel like sometimes like we kind of overthink things and we're trying to think about other people and how do other people think about things and are they okay? Am I going to be hurting their feelings or am I? is it mm-hmm. going to be like I'm leaving them out? I feel like actually just prioritise what you want to do and prioritise what, what, what are your needs and put your needs first because to be honest, like sometimes it's like you'll go around trying to trying to include people trying to do things so it's like so it's not so you don't Mm. feel like oh you're excluding them and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then you'll end up not doing the things that you want to do just to find out that they're out doing the things that they want to do regardless like you do you know what I mean and I feel like that happens in a lot of situations and sometimes it's like we forget that we're allowed to be selfish sometimes Mm -hmm. and actually just prioritize what we what we want um so yeah I just want to remind everyone to prioritize what you want to do and um and it's okay to be assertive about that and it's okay to be Mm -hmm. like actually I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take a miss on this because I'm doing other things and or because I don't think that mm. I don't think that I want to do I don't I don't think I want to do mm. that thing right now and I feel like I need to just take a step back and prioritize what the things that I actually want to do and what I want to focus on. Um so yeah, yeah. like yeah, prioritize yourself and it's okay to be selfish in that way and don't feel like you're letting people down, don't feel like you're leaving people out like mm. yeah, just do just do what you want to do. Yeah, I like that. I feel like you're good at stuff like that, though. Like, even though you may feel like you might not be, like, just generally, like, the fact that you you go travelling on your own, you want to go somewhere, or, mm-hmm. like, you've got something on your list that you want to do, and you, you always, like, go and do it. Like, it, it's a hard thing to do, because it, you've got to try and get used to sometimes doing stuff on your yeah. own, uh, which can be a bit, yeah. like, tough, but it's worth it if you want to you know get something to yeah. your bucket list or get something done so yeah yeah because I definitely like because because that's why I, I'll I'll I, I will say it as an injective because mm. it's not something that ever came naturally to me and it is something that I found really difficult to actually come to mm. terms with doing and trying to do because all the time it felt like oh it's I'm leaving this person out or we're not including this person but then when it's like the other way around those people mm. aren't thinking the same things and they're not trying to include me all the time. So it's like, mm-hmm. actually, 
if there's things that I really want to do and like while sometimes it might seem like I'm being very impatient it might seem like I'm rushing people or whatever Mm. but the thing is is that like I know how things will get done and Mm. if it's if if I don't have like for example if I don't have flights booked then it doesn't mean that there's it doesn't mean I'm going anywhere kind of thing so Mm -hmm. for me it's like I need to get that first that first step done so then it's like actually we've committed to doing something in that sense so yeah and and that's why it's just like I'm kind of like that because it's just like I can't just because there's been so many times when I feel like I've been let down but you know if I just decided to be proactive and I just decided to prioritize what I wanted to do and then actually Mm -hmm. just go out and do it and just like letting go of that fear because there's there's ways around doing things if you want to do them um Mm -hmm. if you're in a different position than what all what your friends are in um so like there's there's lots of ways and you can just kind of research it and actually go out and do the things that you want to do um Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's good I like it yeah cool Cool. um yeah thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of injected podcast um you can find us at injected underscore pod on instagram and on twitter don't forget to rate and review us on spotify and on apple Podcasts. and let us know what you thought of this episode um yeah yeah like we hope that you enjoyed um Yeah. yeah i'm alexandra and you yeah, you you can find me at ALXNDR underscore NIC on Instagram. And I'm Deanna and you can find me at D-E-A-N-N-A-B underscore on Instagram. Go follow yeah, us. Yeah. Follow us and yeah, and we hope that we will see you for next week's episode. And we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, but yeah, and we will catch you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you.